Listen up. Just because you get paid for pictures does not make you a model. A model is a system or thing used as an example to follow. A model is someone or something one aspires to become. It's an example. Modeling success is here to assist talent in learning pride and true tactics for success in the industry. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Modeling Success. I am your host, Ryan Donatelli, as you all know by now. And today I am super happy to have not only a stellar, stellar person in the business, but also someone I consider a friend of mine. Maritza Garcia from Zippy Digital is with us. Hello, Maritza. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Amazing. How about you? Doing great. Great start to the year. I know, right? You're off and running. I saw your countdown clock yesterday. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm really excited to talk today about brand building and what it takes to establish who you are and your audience and then find out how to reach them. So we're going to dive into that. Um, Before we do, let's talk about your background. Tell everybody a little bit about you and your experience. So I um, started off as an engineer, actually, and decided that that was definitely not for me. I needed to explore a little bit more of my creative side. I switched into product design, which eventually turned into experience design. Uh, Experience touching everything from software to how, uh, at the end of the day, how a customer interacts with your product and turning that into more conversions. So I've done that for different companies like Nike, uh, Ehrman Miller, Consumer Cellular, uh, Autodesk. So I've worked with quite a few brands. Amazing. And then what brought you to where you are today? Um, At the end of the day, it was wanting a little bit more freedom in my future and how I could address that. Um, I also realized that I was feeling a little stuck in that corporate ladder, um, not getting where I wanted to go and wanted to carve my own path, essentially. A little unfulfilled then? A little unfulfilled slash stuck. Um, I felt like in, you know, in corporate America, you have to put in a certain amount of years before you're allowed to move up. Uh, I was seeing that I was doing the same role that some, some of my superiors were doing, but because I hadn't been there long enough, I hadn't been, you know, I hadn't served the three years. I wasn't allowed to move to the next level type of thing. So I was moving faster, but I wasn't allowed to move up where I felt I should be or where I was already doing those types of roles. And I feel like a lot of that, I I get where it came from. I get why it was established. It made sense at the time, but I just feel like a lot of those rules and boundaries are outdated. There's so much more opportunity outside of the corporate America that you're in, in a training space, training purpose, there's free tools everywhere. So you could really, if you wanted to invest in yourself You can take time to do education outside of your business in corporate America that will scale you further than everyone else. And three years or not three years, you still have more education in that space. You could potentially still have more experience without it being of the time frame that you're at that, you know, corporate space, right? Right. The other thing is that the people that that had the roles that I wanted, they all had a master's degree in business. 
And so I was kind of at a fork in the road, whether I was either going to invest in myself with a master's degree in business or invest in myself to start a business. Correct. And then how much time does it take you to get that master's and how much time will it take you to maybe get promoted with that role once you have the master's because you're up against other candidates, so it doesn't guarantee you anything. So yes, I totally get it. I just, it saddens me that a lot of that is outdated. And again, I, I get why it was created and I get the mentality behind it, but there's so many free resources now that I think everyone can identify with how you were feeling that you just wanted more and you wanted that freedom because I think all of our team and everyone that I work with, that's what they enjoy is the independence and the freedom to make their own schedule, work as much as they want, work overtime if they want without it being regulated. So I'm pretty excited about today and talking about how to build a brand. But um, so you started your own company is what you ended up doing. That's correct. And what are we doing today within that business? So right, we started as a side hustle, as most do, right? Um, started being asked to do things. And then I started realizing that I should start charging for the things that I was doing, whether it was building someone's website or doing this, that, or the other. So another thing that happened was as I'm building the side hustle, you know, you put it out and it starts to come back to you. Um, I, a coworker of mine asked me if I knew someone that could help another organization at Nike brand this project that they're doing. And so I was like, you know, I can do that. Um, and so I went through the process of being approved as a vendor at Nike and then ultimately ended up doing that project. So that started really giving me I, even a little bit of confidence and kind of leverage to, I had to actually create an LLC for that. And that's when it became an official business, not just a side hustle. Right. You were forced to start a legal entity and do it the right way, which is great that they did that because then you were compliant from the beginning, right? That's a big step that a lot of people miss. I think in owning their own business is the legalities and, and how you set yourself up for success because the the tax situation and the burden on the other end of that can be brutal and extremely unnecessary. So you'll end up spending money that you wish you didn't, you know, because of the learning. So, okay. And so today we are um, doing everything from web design and social media. What are we doing um Yes. Yeah, so basically what I call it is expanding your digital real estate, right? So building your presence online, whether that's SEO, content creation, building a website, um, running ads, anything that has to do with making sure that you're found online. Okay. And is this something that can be affordable to a smaller entity or individual that needs support? Is this for just the big guys like Nike and other brands? We have a little bit of everything. So we have an inventory to get you started and kind of get those calls running, build your online presence. And then we do have larger packages that are kind of just blow it up. And where are those packages listed? You can find the services on our website at zippydigital.com and then uh, set up a consultation. And we sort of curate the package depending on what that business is. So if it's a service-based business, then you know we would focus on where your targeted audience is. And that's something we'll talk about today is 
We want to focus the money where your target audience is and not just throw paint at the wall and hope it sticks. Right. So they can find a list of the all the offerings on XIPPIDigital.com. That's correct. Okay. So let's dive in. Um, we're going to talk today about building your brand, establishing who you are and ha- um, who your audience is and how to find them and reach them. So what are the basic steps in building your brand, in your opinion? The basic steps, I think the first, first thing is deciding who you are, right? I always say, you know, you got to figure out who you want to be when you grow up. Um, You want to establish who you are first as a person. At the end of the day, in this business, in your guys' business, you guys are selling yourselves. You are the product. You are the company. So you want to establish who you are. Um, whether that's, you know, a mermaid as, uh, I know I've met or whether it's, what's your spe- <laughs> I know not many people can say they've met an actual mermaid, <laughs> but you have been at one of my events. <laughs> so establish what, what it is you want to really do, um, and what it is you're really good at and establish that first, Right. Then from there, you want to figure out who you can serve with those talents. Um, again, whether it's a mermaid, whether you're really good on the mic, whether you're really good at service, um, establish what it, your talents are first and then establish who you can serve with those talents. If you're trying to serve everyone, you're saying like, oh, I, you know, I can work in any industry, then not nobody really knows that you particular can serve them. So if you're someone who has multiple skill sets and just to reference exactly what you just spoke about being a mermaid and an MC, and then maybe also a brand ambassador and a host, how, how many can you, should you dial it down to how many core pieces do you think is the limit for those that are multi-talented? I wouldn't necessarily dive into like how many sometimes three is just a magical number that kind of gets floated around. But what I would say is how can you tie those into a story? Um, so how can you t- bridge those pieces? So for example, the, the bridge that I have is I'm, my background is in engineering and in design. So I'm really good at curating experiences and making them achievable. Right. Um, I'm really good at that left brain, right brain think and making sure that that leads to a conversion. So how can you tie your story and your talents into something that attracts your potential employer buyer? Exactly. And, you know, Jody Sacco and I had a similar conversation about knowing where you're going. You don't necessarily need a business plan. Some people call it, um, you know, like a vision board, but you've got to really identify where it is you want to go. You can't just throw spaghetti up against the wall. You've got to have an essential plan of attack, if you will, to be able to stick to that. And without writing that down and referencing that, whether it's daily, weekly, whatever, you, you need to do that to stay on track. Don't you agree? That's, that's completely right. And, um, you know, you don't need, it doesn't need to be like your, I think people struggle with this because it doesn't need to be your 10 year, your hundred year plan necessarily. You can start with those baby steps. And as you start to, the way I say it is as you start to like 
develop this sort of vision for one year, two year, the rest of it starts to become clear, right? If you develop that track of like, hey, I'm going to get really good at emceeing and being a mermaid and I'm going to attract the people that need a mermaid and an MC, I'm going to weave that into a story. Then you can attract those people and then you can start to expand outside of that. Right. Exactly. So now you've written down who you are. I'm an MC and I'm a mermaid and I'm a brand ambassador, which also makes me a product specialist, a trade show model and um, a host. Right. So you've got your major categories, your subcategories now identifying who your audience is. How do you recommend people go about identifying the audience, the size of the audience, the limits to the audience? It really just depends where your target mar- where your target market is, right? Um, who are you trying to reach? And so I would try to identify what types of events do you want to be at. If you're a mermaid, right, you're going to be around certain types of events where a mermaid would be. And who who are those brands that you want to attract? Who are the brands that you yourself can relate to, right? If you're someone that um, doesn't drink, do you want to be at drinking events? Uh, It's really a personal decision, right? Um, So again, think of where you are going to be, where, where that event is going to be. And also think about what are the things that are around that event. If it is a, um, a Captain Morgan event, what are other brands that are going to be at that event? And not just, don't just hone in on that, but hone in on what touches that type of event, what other types of products will be at that event so that you can establish who you want to reach. Right. Cause there's so much more that goes into, you know, like a NASCAR race, for instance, it's not just about the racing. It's also about the sponsors. And then what are the sponsors doing? The apparel companies that are there, everyone that's looking for exposure based on that audience. So I agree with that hundred percent. And then how do you find them? So now you've identified who you are. You identified who your audience is. How do you go and find these people? Or how do you, well, more importantly, how do you find the decision maker that's actually going to hire you? So uh, that's a good one. Um, So I would, (laughs) so what I would personally do is I would build some sort of portfolio around that. And that's uh, kind of a story that I had of, you know, tooting your own horn. So you want I would build a portfolio around, around that specific thing. It's kind of, I was calling it like a resume catered to that event or that brand and why you represent that brand or why they should have you at that event. And then I would personally, I would reach, I would go and LinkedIn things like LinkedIn are very good. I know some of those people are not on LinkedIn, but I would reach out to anybody that's associated to that event, try and find who the decision maker and not just the decision maker, but also who's the influencer, right? Because the person running that event is not necessarily going to choose and hire who's going to be stationed at that event, right? You want to find out who are the influencers that maybe could get you that foot in the door as well. Exactly. And I think another thing that is great to do is to have your social media dialed so you can also tag the brand. Tweeting the brand works really well. People, I think, skip over Twitter 
all day long. And anytime I've ever tweeted a brand, they are so protective of their Twitter reputation, if you will, that they are instantly replying. I've done it with Marriott. I've done it with Malibu Rum. I mean, and those are two examples that one was bad and one was good. Instant replies. So I think there's a way to get in front of the audience at that brand that way as well. And in order to do that, you have to have your story right on your social media. It needs to be legit. You know, if you're a mermaid and an MC, your social media needs to reflect that, not your passion for puppies. Yes, exactly. And weave that into a story, like I was saying, right? Uh, your social media should reflect maybe not maybe not your passion for puppies, but who what makes you who you are. So you are a mermaid, yes, but what kind of mermaid are you, right? Uh, you're a mermaid who, you know, has red hair and that's your signature item. Figure out what your signature, other than mermaid or other than MC, figure out what your signature item is and showcase that, like you said, tag the brand or have that curated social media profile that you're able to send to the brand. Well, and then a little bit further too is what what made you in your story what made you become a mermaid? Why are you so passionate about it? Are you pa- passionate about protecting the coral reef? Are you passionate about something in the ocean? Like, do you love fish? What is it that brought you there? And then what are you passionate about as to why you're doing this? Because that, I think, takes you further than all the other applicants that you might be up against. Right. And um, I think that's a, that's actually becoming very strong right now with brands is they don't want just the model with the six pack abs, right? They want the model with the six pack abs that is volunteering on the weekend and is passionate about um, saving the ocean or is passionate about, um, you know, helping grandma on the weekends, whatever it is, they want to see that passion behind it because at the end of the day, you're going to be an extension of that brand. Exactly. And that's what a true brand ambassador is. And you need to exude that on and off the clock, if you will. So if you're going to be posting on social of things outside of your mermaid life, you need to make sure it's in alignment with who you are, where you're going, what you're trying to become and what you're emulating, right? The definition of a model is something that people want to, it's a person or a thing people want to emulate. It's not someone with abs and blonde hair and a perfect figure. It's truly not. It's a 3D rendering of what you're going to become. So I think everyone needs to focus on that because models posting pictures of themselves on social media is great, but partying at the club all the time in your story is not great for you. So why are you not having two social media <laughs> handles, you know? Yeah. You have to stay in brand alignment 24-7 to exude the brand message that you're trying to convey. Right. And at the end of the day, it doesn't, I mean, this is what you do. And if that's what you're trying to do with that social media, you need to curate a social media that attracts that brand. 100%. And I think that a lot of people mistake that too. Like, why I'm just doing print modeling. What does it matter what I do on the weekends? Well, it matters because you're getting known Mm -hmm. and you need to get known for the right reasons. And if you're trying to line up with brands like Nike or like, you know, um, anyone of influence and of high caliber, 
obviously you need to act accordingly. Yeah. But and you have, people don't put the two and two together. I will also say you never know who's watching. Those brands are more than likely they're not going to follow you, but you never know when they found your resume or they found you tag, they're looking for models and they found that you tag Bacardi that one time and they're looking at your profile. They're not going to follow you. So you don't know that they're looking, but they are looking right. You never well, we know. We do background checks and like, we'll look at um, photos you're tagged in. That's an easy one to see how you're really acting around your friends we will look at how you speak with comments. So on Facebook, when you're having conversation and you're cussing, these are reasons we do not hire. And we background check like that in that way, every single one of our talent members at Talent Booking Experts. So we're adamant about that because we won't even waste the time to interview you if you're not making those items private. So we're Googling in parentheses, we're validating you are who you say you are and you act you know, of a certain caliber for sure. And again, I think people skip those steps too. What do you think is um, one of your biggest learnings? One of my biggest learnings was not properly promoting what I was doing. So I thought just going in there, doing the hard work, doing the things I was supposed to be doing was going to get me to where I needed to go. But I was working on this project, I was crushing it, and then I got rotated to a different project. And I thought just, again, just doing what I was supposed to be doing would be enough. But when I got rotated to this other project, the per- the guy that came in after me curated this really nice like summary of what was going on in the project. And because there was a lag from what I had done, he sent out this mass email of what had been done and he got all the credit for it. So my, my biggest learning right then and there was that nobody's going to promote you as much as you promote yourself and that it needs to be done in a really well curated way so that people see what you're doing. Just putting down your head and doing the work is not enough. I've learned this even going out of, I used to work events as well in a different way, but I used to work at events. And at the end of the day, I would go and say, okay, here's a summary of what was done. Here's a summary of, um, you know, how many people came to the booth how many people liked what we did, how many people didn't like, here's a little bit of feedback that we got. Those types of summaries and just promotions of what you did or and maybe some learnings that you had go a long way to set you apart and to actually show what you're doing because they're not always looking at what you're doing, right? You think that they're noticing all the things you're doing, but maybe they're not noticing all the things that you did to go above and beyond. And just creating that summary to promote what you did or to promote what you're capable of doing went a long way. And I lev- and I leveraged that on a job that I had later on where I was an intern. I created a summary just like that at the end of the day. And that allowed me to basically... Um, I was allowed to travel and do the same job that of real engineers where I was just an intern. And so they gave me permission just because of that summary. Well, it's, I love that you said all of that because we recap every event, every event, the model talent, whomever it is, does a recap. And 
we need, what we ask is, you know, make us look and feel like we were there. What could we have done better? What went well? What didn't go well? The feedback is so important and valuable. And secondly, bad news travels so much faster than good news. So unless you are reminding people of the greatness, of the good work, of what transpired, of things that went and happened during the event, they only know what went wrong. So reaching out to clients, for instance, and saying, hey, we did 48 events for you last week. You know, this, these are some of the results. Did you hear anything or do you have any feedback? They're like, oh, shit, my phone didn't ring and they did 48 events for us. Oh, that's amazing. You know, and it's not necessarily tooting your own horn, but it is bringing some positive things to the limelight, you know, and it's a classy way of doing it. And it's just reminding them like, hey, we're here working for you. Is there anything else you want from us? Could we make it any better, any bigger? You know, what would you like from us than what we could do to be working stronger? Because if we're doing 48 events and there's nothing negative, how much bigger can we go? So in experience design, we say if you're doing a good job, nobody will notice. As soon as, you know, you're not doing a good job, everybody's going to notice. Yeah, or know about it, right? Whether it be accurate or not, 100%. If you're doing a really good job, nobody should notice that you did your job. And that's the unfortunate thing, right? And that's why you have to, in a way, promote what you did and what you accomplished. You know, very, especially, I think the biggest thing here was doing it in a very nice way, in a very, like, curated way, where it's not, hey, by the way, I did this, this, and this for you. Like, I need a start, you know, a pat on the back. Um, well, it's how you go about it. Yeah. Because the whole look at me, look at me, that yeah, doesn't yeah. work. So it's the delivery of it. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Well, um, what else do you have? Do you have anything else, any tidbits to add to the audience that might give them a little leg up or um, anything that they should definitely check out at the company that would help them? I think... Uh- So figuring out, I said, like, figure out who you are. I think that one thing that I also learned is I got hung up on that a lot is like, okay, if I say that I'm this, then I have to be this forever. And that's not true, right? You're evolving and you're going to continue to evolve and that's okay. I think saying something out loud and then showing your evolution, if anything, helps you connect more. So not being scared to say, hey, I'm this and thinking that it's set in stone, I think is a big is another big thing that I'm learning right now is being scared to like put something out into the world because I'll be locked in to that. Oh, committed. (laughs) Different from commitment issues, but committed. (laughs) I mean, commit, but don't be scared that like, don't be scared to put it out there because it's not going to happen or you think you're going to change your mind or because, hey, that's not what I want to be forever, right? That's what I am now. And eventually I want to get to something else. Yeah. And the deli- again, the delivery of it. Here's what I'm working on at the moment. Here's what's happening now and today. Exactly. Leaving it open-ended so you're not necessarily attached to it if you decide it's not a good fit, right? Yes. 
Another thing that has been working really well and worked really well on the project I did for Nike is establishing metaphors, um, not being so literal with everything. So uh, the project I worked on at Nike was for the privacy team. So privacy has become a very big thing right now in the industry, privacy of data, privacy of that. So they're trying to bring awareness to it. So what they, what I did was establish metaphors for it, right? Don't be so literal with what you are. So if you are an MC, for example, what can you, how can you be creative about saying you are an MC? Look up adjectives for MC, look up other ways that you can describe that. And maybe that becomes your brand. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Because a lot of people think that there's just one little channel and that might using different um, descriptions could open up different doors and windows for you based off of everybody's every company has their own, you know, um, dictionary of lingo, right? So just switching it up a little bit might help drive different traffic too. Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks so much for all this free tips. I know you don't need to do this, but um, I think we should let them know where you are on social so they can follow you and check out some of your services because we have used you and um, helping us at our companies. And I think that everyone should check it out and not be intimidated by big brand names being, you know, unaffordable, uh, if you will. So where can they find you and what do you recommend they check out if they're interested in growing their brand? Yes. So my, uh, as you mentioned before, my website is zippy digital, X I P P I digital.com. My Instagram handle is the 10 X mentor. So right now I'm leveraging the information that I use to grow my business and I'm actually helping other people grow their business. I became a Grant Cardone licensee to help other people grow their business. So that's something that I'm really passionate about right now. And And hold on before you stop, because I know you're going to skip over it, but being a 10X certified coach is a level four, is it? It's the top level of of coaching options over there. So you're not just a licensee, which is a huge accomplishment, but you're also a very highly certified member of the 10X coaching program. That's correct. Yes. So um, right now I'm helping other people grow their business uh, in whatever it is that they need, whether it's sales, marketing, um, scaling, scaling. Yep. Right. That's something that's very hard for some people is scaling. How do you become uh, an entrepreneur, not a solopreneur? Right. Okay. So 10X Mentor is your Instagram handle? The 10X Mentor. All right. Sorry. The 10X Mentor, Maritza Garcia. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time and all your free tips and we will catch you on the other side. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at the table of modeling success. I am your host, Ryan Donatelli, and you can find me on all social channels, mainly Instagram, LinkedIn, and ryandonatelli.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe and meet us here every week where we will be discussing the actual happenings that no one wants to openly talk about talent in the entertainment industry. 